It's your girl Vanessa Denae. And it's your boy, Swoosh Knight. And you're tuning into Love, Love Yours, the podcast. What's good, what's good, what's good, y'all? Hello, hello. Swoosh Knight, Nay, back in the building. Oh, I couldn't say Vanessa Denae. I couldn't say my own name. My bad, I want to try. It's fine, go ahead. <laughs> Dang, see, she don't make us start all over again. No, we're not. The devil is a lie. We about to do this. Keep it going. So, as you know, we've been talking about it for a minute. We're both on vacation, so uh, we decided oh, yeah. to step into the booth early. Because we care that much about y'all. You about, feel me? No, no, we no. About you. y'all. No, we care about you. Right here. Yeah. No, you. Right there. Anyways, yeah, you. being weird. Talking um, to you. Yo, he just pointed. There's no one. Yeah, I'm pointing at you. <laughs> I see you. Anyways, yes, we are both uh, on vacation. Yeah, self-care. Hopefully, hopefully. Because, yeah, we both on vacation, though. <laughs> yeah, we both on vacation. So, in order to fill up, fill up some time, you know, we thought we'd hit you with a little something special. It's Asne. So, I got a couple of things on here. That is not what you said. On the list. Originally. Um, of course, I will share my input and everything. Sir, but, um, sir. But I'm going to throw some topics at Nay. She's going to share her insight onto it. We're going to talk about it for a little bit. And hopefully, y'all will enjoy. You better you. ask me hopefully any you. triggering questions. You will enjoy. So, Nay, what, what kind of you? You want the... Science, you want, the, me, you want the one hot top or you want some deep? Surprise me. Surprise you? Anyways, what, what are you calling this segment? Ask Nay. I thought you said something else. Ask Nay Nay. No, don't call me Nay Nay. You get cussed out. Um, don't. Mm-mm. I haven't been called that since a child. <laughs> I will cuss you out. I thought you said, you said something else. I don't know. I like that though. Let's ask Nay. Fine, whatever, continue. Cause sheesh. Cause sheesh. That's what, maybe that's what you guys will be asking. Like, huh, I wonder what Nay would do. <laughs> Let's ask Nay. Bam. That's our new segment. Here we are. Let's ask Let's Nay. Let's ask Nay. Okay. All right. So no, I'm going to make you choose. You got to choose. One, two, or three. One, two, or three then. How about that? Two. Choose a number. All right. So, you chose the hot top. Okay. All right. So, it's been a couple of weeks, but um, this had came out. Beyonce has uh, just agreed to a deal with Adidas to further boost her Ivy Park brand. But in searching for suitors, she had met with Reebok. It has been rumored, according to you know sources, that uh-huh. say that this did not happen. Rumored that Reebok did not show... Kind of the appropriate. They didn't look like they had the the people to further support Beyonce's brand. As in, they weren't diverse enough mm-hmm. or adequately prepared, colored wise, to uh, further support. Do you? How do you feel about that? First of all, 
I think she was probably low-key throwing Reebok a bone by mm-hmm. <laughs> agreeing to meet with them. Ooh. Because I'm just saying, who's had... I feel like no one besides Tiana Taylor recently have had any fly Reebok. Mm-hmm. True, true. But, I mean, this could be a brand. This could be something that could propel it I don't. Up. I don't see it happening. Because... Anyways, um, so you're saying how do I feel about that? About her yeah. not saying no, you're not diverse enough. To I handle. mean, shit, y'all not diverse enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I first of all, it's Beyonce. Yep. And they like everybody. If y'all don't know by now, she's very much, I guess, pro-black. You could say. Yeah. Very um, about her shit. Yeah. So it's just like, why would you? Why would you think? You know. Yeah, I get it. It's a. Uh, like, what did y'all think she was going to connect with mm-hmm. if don't nobody in that room look like her? True. And maybe she already has, I'm sure, I mean, Beyonce is a creative. So mm-hmm. I'm sure she already has some type of vision of where she where she wants to see her brand going. Mm-hmm. So maybe the people that were in there just don't look like they're going to be able to grasp her concept or something like that. So, I mean, I'm not mad at it. It, it is what it is. Um, Adidas... They got a couple of of big names already, so I mean they have the. I'm pretty sure they have the bandwidth or ability to do whatever she wants. I feel like, I mean, I just feel like Nike and Beyonce was a better fit, but yeah, but you know, you do what you can. Some are willing to put put out a little bit more than others. True, but I mean, I feel like because Nike is just like I mean, you can come or you can't because we already got hella people, (laughs) so. And then right here, Adidas is probably signing lifetime deals to people. Yeah, so. and Adidas was probably throwing more money at her. So, so I mean, I guess that works. Yeah, whatever. We'll see. To bend over backwards. I'm not really a fan of Ivy Park, so this will be interesting. Oh. We just lost half our listeners. Thanks. Why? Oh, Let's man. be real. Ivy, who actually owns Ivy Park clothing? Like went to the store and bought some. Oh, they have a store. I thought it was just all online. No, I said went to a store and bought some. Is it in store? I thought they sell it at Macy's. They might not. I don't know. But everything that I've seen has not really been cute, honestly. Who is going? Niggas still go to Macy's? Hey, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. The only reason I assumed it was at Macy's is just because I'm pretty sure House of Darion was at Macy's. Mm. And y'all remember House of Darion. They didn't do that good either. So, whatever. Mm. Right now, she doesn't have... I mean, don't get me wrong. I rock with Beyonce. Yeah. I rock with her. But her clothes, like the clothes she wear would be cute because, mm-hmm. you know, Mama Tina be hooking it up. <laughs> but like the shit that she puts out, I'm Thanks. good, love. Enjoy. Oh, man. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool that not only a woman, but an African-American was able to go in and be like, you know what? No, you guys are not representing yeah, I don't I see want. why people, I mean, I'm not here but this is just like I said with Jordan Peele when he was like, oh, I don't see myself casting a white dude in as a star or mm-hmm. a lead in any of my movies. And everybody was, when I mean everybody, I mean Caucasian people were upset. Yeah, and I think it's it's perfectly there. You know what you have in mind. You know what the vision exactly, is. Exactly, that's what You know what, what you need and you're saying, no, I'm going to walk out. But then again... So, this is a rumor. This is all allegedly? Allegedly. And then TMZ has come out and said, like, no, all of this is all, like, fake news and mm-hmm. stuff. So, someone made this up. So, Reebok is just mad. Reebok is just out here being salty. 
just like, oh, hell no. We didn't say none of this. Oh. This has never happened. We I talked guess. for months. This deal just fell through just because we just couldn't get what we wanted. Okay. You know? All right. Well, go ahead, Beyonce. So, I know everybody, the beehive, is going to be waiting for these these threads. Yeah. I feel like they're about to be like some fly-ass leggings, though. But Ooh, leggings have gotten probably. out of hand. <laughs> True. True. Ooh, they got maybe, oh, bro. If she comes out with a line of track jackets, I'm in there. I'll tell you that right now. I love track jackets. Mm. I am in there. No, look at these Ivy Parks. She got a couple. Ivy Park. It's just, first of all, I feel like it. Got a couple things. I guess I'm cheap. Like, I'd be looking at it like, I really don't like this shit enough to buy it. I don't know. They got some shirts. Some what regular are you shirts. She has some regular shirts. For how, how much? That top. Thirty-five, forty. Ain't nobody paying thirty-five dollars for no t-shirt. This ain't too bad. This ain't too bad, unless this is her her fake site. Unless it's her fake site or something, man. But those, those don't look they look too bad. I don't know. I kind of feel a way about how this is fake. I mean, I think one of the main sources was they went on. Um, they went on... Well, this is mainly stuff from... This ain't Ivy Park, bro. Isn't that Ivy? Oh, I must be tripping them. Yeah, no, this is not Ivy Park. This is all stuff from the On the Run tour and from her Coachella performance. Ivy Park has some really, in my opinion, really gaudy stuff that kind of mm. irritates me. Did oh. you just... Oh, you just shot Beyonce. No. Yeah. No, That's this is different. Bit. Ivy Park oh, is sure. different. Everything oh. says Ivy Park in, like, big-ass bold letters, and it's, like, kind of annoying. Oh. Oh. But like that stuff, I would rock with like her, her fake uh, sorority and um, all that. Yeah, yeah, that stuff's cute. But sure. Ivy Park, I'll pass. Anyways. Anyways. All right, that's so, all the questions. Yeah, but they went on the <laughs> the flex or something, and one of the people, one of the people they invited on was like, "Oh yeah," telling said all the stuff about Beyonce and whatnot, and turning it down. So spreading that fake news. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I feel a way. I feel like some things they use black outrage to, like, excite people. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe this is another instance, but I feel a way about it. You're entitled to that. Yeah. All right. Either way, I'm okay with her turning down Reebok because it's Reebok. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have... <sighs> Let's just... Reebok ain't been popping, popping since Iverson. Ooh. I mean, I do. Oh, a shack with the pumps. Nah, I didn't. I didn't run. Nah. nah. Ooh. But I had, like, I have a couple pairs of answers. I think I got, like, the answer fours. Yeah. Um, And then I got some kamikazes, but other than that, no. No. I'm not Mm. doing it. Mm. I feel it. I feel it. Haven't seen anything that caught my eye like that. Nah, but hey, they can always make a comeback. I feel like they just need one, one person, one I mean, thing. They had, and then they had the, um, what are the Patrick Ewans? Are those Reeboks? I think so. But those was just like re-releases, so it's mm-hmm. like, so they ain't like they ain't they ain't heavy in the shoe game like that. So nah, nah, nah. All right. So you got a, that's it, that's it. All right, let's slide back into our depression. And let's talk about little subjects. 
Mm-hmm. Little subjects. All right. So, do you feel like self sabotage is part of depression as well? Elaborate. Um, the act of getting in your own way or messing up something good that was going on for you, self sabotage. Mm, it could be. It depends on situations. I mean, I guess one could look at my recent spell of depression and be like, oh, you know, Nate was showing signs of self-sabotage because we weren't recording the podcast and the podcast was something that I really wanted to do. Right. But I let, like, what I was going through take over my life and wasn't able to do that. So I guess that could be a form of self-sabotage. Um, I will say that if, if you do say like, oh, you know, people with depression have self-sabotage tendencies, I can guarantee you it's not on purpose. Right. It's just some, a thing that happens. Cause shit, depression is a lot. True that, true that. And then we just, like we discussed, like it's, uh, it's something that doesn't, it kind of alters your thinking a little bit. So you're not thinking too clearly or you're just kind of thing in in a way of just trying to soothe yourself or numb the pain or make yourself feel better so i mean i feel like there was a lot of stuff when i was going through my things when either while i was a teenager coming off of a breakup i was doing stuff that was just like this is definitely impacting work or this is definitely impacting like how well you're doing in school or your relationship with this other person is kind of impeding on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think like definitely self sabotage has a. I think like, that results. It kind of like I said, it's situational. Like uh, for myself, um, going through like a breakup or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first, I don't know what it is, but people come out the woodworks. when you like break up with someone and like and so i've you know i make it a point to be like look i'm not trying to date i'm not trying to whatever whatever but i think that comes from a place of like Mm self-growth and self-care because i could easily just you know entertain that just to kind of like you know fill the void with another person or whatever the case may be but it kind of depends on where you are in your journey in, in your life mm-hmm. and how well you are at coping with your depression and all of that. Yeah. Because, I mean, so it takes like a kind of your boundaries and your like resolve integrity takes a hit a little bit or yeah. gets a little bit more flexible. Would you say? Mm, yeah, probably. Your morals. Not my morals, no. My morals no. are always intact. No. Mm. Uh, possibility but oh yeah possibilities yeah it's it's possible but nah I I don't know but like I said I feel like that just comes from a place of growth and maturing Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure as a teen things probably could have gone opposite Mm. Um, but no as an adult and at this stage in my life and with the knowledge that I have you know knowing about psychology and everything like that i don't i try not to engage in self-sabotage 
type things. I'm, I feel like I'm more aware of situations. Like, all right, don't be stupid now. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it took you some time to get there yeah. to learn that. So. Yeah. But, like, situational. Depends on your knowledge of yeah. self and other stuff. There we go. There we go. All right. So, in a recent study on suicide mm-hmm. that I found, it compared black males, black females, white males, white females, and their handling and their numbers around that. Okay. So, with that, within suicide attempts completed white males were the highest black males were the second white females were third and then with the lowest numbers african american females were there at the lowest of completed attempts Mm -hmm. with those incomplete attempts white females were at the top white males Mm -hmm. were second black males were in the third and African-American females were at the least again. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, flipped. African-American females with low numbers were at third, and then African-American males were at low. Mm-hmm. So, with that, they found it pretty peculiar that African-American women levels of suicide or frequency in suicide were very low. What do you think about that? And how might that happen? Um, Because from a young age, we're drilled into, oh, you're a strong black woman and things of Mm. that nature. So we just take on a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, you take on a lot of shit and then you think that that's just how life is and whatever. So you don't necessarily think it's like, oh, I'm going to, not necessarily depressed or whatever. It's just... You know, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things, just growing pain or how life is and what you have to go through. I just think that plus uh, for me, I can say not that I not that I'm saying I've had suicidal thoughts, um, but we're constantly thinking about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like that plays a big part in it. I could see a black woman choosing not to commit suicide Simply because she doesn't want to put her family through it. Mm. Or, you know, who's going to pay for this? Who's going to take care of that? And who's going to do this? And who's going to do that? Like, I can I can see that very well being a reason why mm-hmm. a black female would want, wouldn't want to do that. So. Yeah, they definitely said there are a lot of uh, a deterrence to it. Um, of course, you know, having a strong support system, family, and, like, the responsibility of that. Mm-hmm. Um fear of leaving someone behind that they have to take care of Mm -hmm. religious beliefs so i mean do you feel like as african-american women there is something that kind of or the culture kind of encourages or places that responsibility on you guys so much that it deters you from suicide or yes 110 (laughs) percent like even in like church is just preached about like oh the mother and being the strength and just so much like we Mm -hmm. take on a lot just based on the fact that like i hate to say it again but hearing that strong black woman like that Mm. shit just it makes you we're built different yeah that's what it comes down to we just we're just a little different yeah a lot different but 
we build different and we take on a lot of stuff and deal with a lot of stuff that we probably shouldn't necessarily have to but Mm -hmm. that's the way it goes it's like we do we put a lot of responsibility on on black women Mm -hmm. I feel like black women there's so much put on us and then we're also so we're respected so little mm-hmm. and appreciated so little. Right. Like again, the thinking that black women are strong and so on and so forth. There's like studies being done that uh, more and more African American women are dying during childbirth simply because the doctor just thinks that they'll be okay. They yeah. can tolerate the pain or Oh, they need less like Yeah. Medication. Yeah. That so. shit's that's wild. Yeah. Wild. That's wild. Like I'm literally telling you I'm in pain, but it's mm-hmm. just like well, I mean, oh, well they can handle it. The pain they have the pain tolerance is different. I don't give a damn. Well no, that's like the belief. And oh. not educating like they're not receiving the proper education though yeah that's crazy it's it's 2019 and you telling me that if i were to give birth like i have a higher risk than a white woman simply because i'm black because Mm -hmm. you think that i have a higher pain tolerance yeah not because of you know laws or anything it's just because you subjectively think that i can't feel that yeah or that i'm lying that i I need more of this no yeah because that, that's stupid, too, because if you really want to break down, like, drug addiction and addiction to, like, opioids and stuff like that, that's, yeah. that's white women, not black folks. Just oh, saying. Hey, a couple of... <laughs> well, it's... It's, it's, it's more common amongst, mm-hmm. you know, Caucasian housewives as opposed to people of color or women of color to be, like, pill poppers and shit like that, getting addicted to... I don't know. We'd have to check the numbers on that. Do it. Man. I'm pretty, I'm like, pretty sure. I mean, so I guess the, I mean, they can go into our our next one. So then, we've talked about black depression a lot. We've talked about a lot of the common causes and such. But I feel like we haven't hit the whole is, like, what, what are the additional stuff regarding specifically african-americans that you feel adds on to like depression Mm, well again just the mentality of thinking that you have to work well not thinking the fact that we have to work you know 10 times harder Mm -hmm. just to get the simple things in life like so when it comes to things like emotions or sadness or whatever we don't we're not equipped to to deal with it because we don't acknowledge it Mm -hmm. at all yeah and then that goes back to black folks not trusting doctors and so much other crap and then the the idea around the the structure of the black family and the Mm -hmm. whole concept of what happens in this house stays in this house and having family secrets and all of that shit like so when it comes to depression or just no, just feeling like if you go to your parents and be like, "Hey, mom, I'm depressed. Dad, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you what do you have to be depressed about? Yeah, 
or so kind of not having that like resource there yeah no no outlet no real outlet like Mm -hmm. you can tell them you can tell your family you tell your 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 parents or whatever but they don't you know it's a cycle they don't really know our Mm -hmm. first our first go-to as african-american people is pray and religion and go to church and all of that stuff mm-hmm. while all of that is fine and dandy you know what there needs to be something else besides just that yeah like i'm not gonna sit up here and say you know going to church doesn't help i'm not gonna say that it might help to an extent mm-hmm. but you know you still need other other outlets as well exactly um and i don't think you know as a community we're not really understanding that but i mean it that can go back to our history. We didn't have access to stuff like that. It wasn't legally we didn't have access. Not even All on right. some like, oh no, black people don't go to the doctor. Like, no, we just mm-hmm. dead ass didn't have access to it. Right. Um, so all we had was religion, you know? So now that's, it's still a, a big pillar in the black mm-hmm. community. So we, we just got to step into the times, I guess. Yeah. I think a lot of it is also then you have to add on to, you know, a lot of us feel, you know, like we're treated less than everybody. Mm-hmm. Or people are already making up their minds a lot quicker about us than, mm-hmm. and feeling that. I feel like that's definitely a, another kind of ripple that we also have, we also feel when we going, we're going into therapy. And we have to talk about our issues, but that that's kind of something that's happening in the background. Your percep- our perception of like people see me as something else before they actually read my resume and yeah. see that I have experience in this, or I've worked with this population, or I've done extensive work on this thing. And just the fear of being vulnerable. Yeah. Because we're supposed to be a strong people yeah. as a whole. So it's just like, if I go in this counseling session and expose my truths like mm-hmm. i'm just out there i don't have nothing to yeah especially yeah. being in a household where we've been taught to keep things in or you know be tough and have these like mm-hmm. can't trust these certain people yeah so definitely that affects um what about do you feel like there's also within depression just like fearing of your own community like fearing other black people other black people sometimes like judging yeah oh yeah most of uh, 110 <laughs> percent <laughs> yeah uh yeah because i mean i wasn't trying to let nobody know like i have depression and mm-hmm. you know last episode i talked about things that i did in my in my adolescence and nobody knows that shit like mm-hmm. i don't want to be the fucking i don't want to be the weirdo bro <laughs> yeah. like i mean that's what it is like mm-hmm. you don't want to be you don't want to be judged and then everybody's so worried about like being put together and being in a good place that we're all mm-hmm. concerned on how people will perceive us and you don't want to be perceived as weak or you know lesser mm-hmm. especially by your own people so yeah um yeah you don't want to be labeled yeah so my thing like I, even now, like, this past time, like, when I'm going through it, I'm just like, yo, like, I don't want to call nobody. I feel like everybody thinks I'm crazy, mm-hmm. and I'm not crazy. First of all, people stop using the term crazy. It's not, it's not right. But you feel like everybody's going to say that. Yeah. And I've, I've even 
during in the midst of my breakdown ask people like you think i'm crazy (laughs) (laughs) it's like no Mm -hmm. bro nobody thinks you're crazy so then you're going through some shit but you good so then would you say it's easier to be vulnerable with those of your culture or those not of your culture regarding your mental health issues or diagnoses Mm. or etc i still feel like it's easier to uh, be vulnerable with people of the same background as mm. me um, just because like I said a lot of the issues are uh, cultural issues mm-hmm. they, they stem from cultural like beliefs and stuff like that so like you still have that the mentality of like when you're talking to people of other races or ethnicities you still have that mentality of just like you know should I be putting putting my folks out there on front street like that or should i just like it it can make you hold back kind of so yeah i I still feel like i'm more comfortable when speaking to people like me because i feel like they understand Mm -hmm. and a lot of the cultural things it's not you know it's cultural it's not just household particular Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah i think outside like outside in the street like not we're not talking about therapy, but we're talking about, like, maybe not personal friends, but, you know, other colleagues that you know, but then you don't know too well. If I would probably, yeah, let's also say, yeah, I would, I would more likely be more vulnerable with African-Americans on those specific things and how how much it affects me. Mm. I don't know the, the greatest sense of to name whether it's... Uh, like, if I wasn't a therapist, I don't know if how much I would say regarding, like, oh, and that makes me depressed. And that's, like, that's a big part of my depression. Because I feel like it's still, yeah, it's still, like, kind of a stigma. Yeah. It's still kind of people, like, ooh. Right. Oh. Even though that they would understand understand those key pieces of, like, you know, going to work and doing, you know, going above and beyond, but still not feeling like you've been respected, but then you see other people being, you know, respected, appreciated, given ex- and extra privileges, even though they've done way less than you. Mm-hmm. Kind of those feelings. I feel like they would understand that, but then the whole, where it gets to be depression, and it's the... I, like I think it kind of it depends on your audience. I've been fortunate enough where like the people who I have in my life who aren't necessarily African American, we mm-hmm. all kind of have the same background as far as education is concerned. So I don't really necessarily have to. If I were to have a conversation with them, I don't have to like you know screen myself or mm-hmm. bleep out depression or <laughs> whatever yeah. the case may be. Like I'm pretty upfront with it. Um, that's cause that's just cause I have a small circle, so yeah. it's super small. Like it might not even be a full circle. Um, so yeah, um, but no, I can definitely see that. Like that would make sense. Like if you were talking to others, you don't necessarily want to label yourself, and that's just the the fear of being judged. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, it's really bad in the African American community, but it, it is something that everyone struggles as a whole. Like all of society mental health issues or like taboo type of thing with everyone Mm -hmm. um then i feel like another part would be how to describe it more of like i feel like it's more around upbringing Mm -hmm. and how it 
kind of feels like you're kind of cheated out of a childhood. I think a little bit of that goes with the African-American community because there are a lot of things and a lot of situations that we weren't raised the you know the best way. We were kind of, uh, as, as children, children are kind of, it's kind of uh, their birthright mm-hmm. to have, you know, loving parents, to have, you know, normal childhoods, playing in the park, playing with the kids down the street, not having to worry about, you know, taking care of somebody else. They're going to school, learning, and that's, that's all they're thriving. They're learning about life situations. They're enjoying themselves. They get to enjoy themselves, and that's what childhoods children should mm-hmm. but a lot of us i feel like a lot of us had to grow up early or we didn't get the opportunity to learn or the fact that we couldn't make as many mistakes as other kids but that's that's unfortunately just being black yeah i think and it's not necessarily whole, that, i mean it's mm-hmm. not necessarily that the parents are purposely doing that yeah that's the whole like the idea that we're already born with it at a disadvantage mm-hmm you know what I'm saying? So, no, we don't get to mess up as much as other kids get yeah. because we're already being judged simply based off the color of our skin. So it's just like, yeah, you do mm-hmm. have to. I mean, unfor- it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but it is yeah. a reality. But it adds. Yeah, it, it adds, adds to, to it. It adds to it. Because for sure. that's not how life should be. It it's not how for- life should be. And, but that, and that that part, I, I can't fault our culture. Like, mm-hmm. I can't fault the yeah. the black community for that because that's just, and that's what makes it even more difficult because it's yeah. it's not our fault but we have to learn how to thrive within this mm-hmm. yeah and that's what also kind of makes it difficult for other people who want to say you know pick your up pick your you know, if I could do it you could do it too mm-hmm. or, find me in the street <laughs> exactly so I mean not to say it's our parents' fault some things are our parents' fault some things but not everything. Right. There are some things that they can't get around, such as that, and there's some things that they they can. Our parents should be responsible enough to show us how to, you know, appropriately communicate our feelings instead of, what the fuck, nigga? You want to do that shit? Nah, fuck you. Let's fight. Like, uh, that was like sh- an extreme, bro. <laughs> hey. I mean, some people, like, that didn't. That didn't happen in my household, okay. not not to that right. extent. But like, no, I, I I get you, I get you. Yeah, but I mean, okay, that's so, yeah, that's all about still... you know breaking the cycle, bro. Like breaking this cycle, is yeah. this is why we started the podcast to get this awareness out because you won't necessarily think about it if if you're raised in that type of environment, mm-hmm. that's normal to you. You know what I mean? So when you have a kid, you can do the same shit for the most part, right? Depending, you know better, you yeah, won't do you, better. Exactly, you don't know better, mm-hmm. so you won't do better. So, like, it's the same thing for uh, those parents, unfortunately. Like, but who, but who then becomes responsible for that? Is it those who are like, hey, all these? Because a part of them knows that there's other ways. A little bit, like in this aspect of parenting, and mm-hmm. there's a key of like, hey, these other people are doing this over here when their child you know, disobeys and disrupts. And what is often, what what do parents often say about that? Oh, no, that's white people's stuff. Oh, no, no, we don't do that. We do this, so. It's all tied to systematic oppression and just being, like, it all all comes down to that. And it's just like, I know Mm -hmm. these parents are coming from, most of them, Mm -hmm. a good percentage of them meant well. 
You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's, victim of their times and then so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And it's just. But if you're the experiencer of that or the one that's had to, like, had to take that in, that's another thing where we have to grieve or, like, talk about with somebody and how, like, that's not fair. That's why you gotta. But the first, the first step would be actually acknowledging that, you know, you may have an issue. Mm-hmm. You might not know how to deal with some shit or cope yeah. with some things. So, yeah. It's all a learning experience. We're all learning here, people. Yeah. Uh, some shit is unexcusable. Some uh, shit is. Yeah. But we're, we're getting there. I feel like we're getting there as, as a whole, as a people. Um, hopefully our podcast is changing the views Hey. On on certain situations within our community and slowly but surely, yeah, one listener at a time. Yes. Are you done with your ass nays? Because mm. I mean, you told me you had three questions. We about yo, six man, in the we game was, right we was now. Getting into something right here. I mean, I feel like we got a little bit more on on this one, but you oh, know, we're gonna wow. say that for the next ask nay. Okay. Because yo. Because I'm pretty sure there's more family stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure there's, like, relationship, black relationship stuff that gets in here. Oh, Lord. Yo. Yeah, that's a whole episode. A A couple of them. Man. Anyways. But, yeah, you know. So, last bit. Nay, how do you feel about how... African Americans should address or break out of depression, their black depression. What do you think? What are your ideas on that? Now that we've talked about depression for a couple of weeks now. I honestly feel like communication is key. Mm. Um, you got to get out of that whole idea of, you know, I'm going to just thug this shit out. Or mm-hmm. figure it out. Like, it's not healthy. Trust me. Take the word of me. <laughs> um, because, like I said uh, a couple episodes ago, I've done that for like 13 years of mm-hmm. just like it's packing in some serious, some serious things that I definitely should have talked to some people about. Um, and now, shit, your girl can't hold it together for like the simplest thing. So, I mean, it seems like you do have to just keep going or whatever but you know it's okay to seek help mm-hmm. you're not crazy like it is something that it does affect a lot of people more people than you actually think experience depression more black people than you actually think experience depression so yeah. the first step is to just you know acknowledge that there might be some sort of issue there some unhealed uh, unresolved issues and um seek help Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're not comfortable talking to or trying to find a counselor or a therapist or whatever maybe you can try talking to your friends yeah Uh, i mean it's better to have an unbiased conversation unbiased opinion when you're trying to have this dialogue but get what you can at this point like you can't don't bottle that in thinking like oh i can't afford to go to therapy so i'm gonna just I'm gonna just chuck this and keep it going. Like, no, don't don't do that. Definitely see if you can talk to your friends or something along that avenue. But we definitely need to, in order to get out of this place, we have to acknowledge that it is a thing, mm-hmm. and it's it's not just a white people thing. Um, 
depression is real and it does affect African Americans and like I said more African Americans than we believe it does yeah I mean yeah same here same here I feel like there's a lot of stuff that we keep in and we hold back from a lot of people and kind of wear this kind of mask and push along like things aren't you know are going well but when they're really not yeah and that only makes things worse that only keeps us holding on things for a lot longer than we should um one of my clients you know we were talking about functions and meaning around depression and she said that quite often she feels like depression is a way for her to flush her emotions and get it all out. And I feel like a lot of us as African Americans we, we haven't been able to get it get all those feelings out of yeah. the pain and the grief and how frustrating things have been. And, and another thing to. I think as a whole, we need to like love on our people bro like Mm -hmm. how often have okay for instance like i was saying the whole crazy thing yeah it's not a word that we that anybody should be using or whatever but how often has you know a woman or man been labeled crazy because they found out some stuff or just like you know and people just leave them to to deal with their own like self-destruct yeah like that's not cool man like mm-hmm. you can't just be so quick to you don't know what the person's experiencing you don't know you know what lies they've been told that have got them to this point of breaking down like, right so we just need to like respect each other enough to to value everyone's opinion and how they're feeling and mm-hmm. validate people and just just you know, just love each other, man. Like, and communicate. Yeah. Like, be upfront. Be transparent. Like, like I said, you never know what someone's going through. It yeah. might be harder to express yourself or let people know. But, you know, a simple just like, mm, I'm probably not too good today. Yeah. Like, and that's okay. It's okay to not be okay. Exactly. Uh, so that's first and foremost. It is okay that you are not okay today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because depression is common. Suicidality is common. There are points where you're going to want to end things. It's a natural for you to want pain to end. You just need to go about handling it correctly. So for me, breaking out of depression, best ways is, you know, using your skills, your enjoyable activities, the stuff that you've learned in therapy or things that you should be doing to keep yourself happy or enjoy life. Next is getting out your emotional constipation. What? Yeah, that's right. Oh, Lord. Get out that residue, that those that trauma. That feeling of inadequacy. And adequacy. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That pain, that suffering. Get that out. Talk mm-hmm. to somebody about it. If you don't speak it, it cannot be healed. Yeah, you're just going to carry that shit around with you. And then when you get into new friendships or new relationships and all of that, you're bringing that into somebody else. So mm. heal yourself before you bring some bullshit someone else's way. Exactly, because in a way, therapy 
is your laxative. So. Oh my gosh! And All lastly, right. wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. You are doing four much right now. Why you stop it? I didn't stop it. Oh, okay. Man. You just not. Nah. Comedy gold. That. Anyways, continue. So, Go ahead. And lastly, do good things for yourself. Progress. Process. Get up. Lift yourself. In other words, make sure no other bad shit happens because that could further trigger your depression. Mm-hmm. So add more things to your life. Do some self-care. You want to try a new do? Do your new do. Shut up. I'm looking at Nate because she just got some fresh dreads today. So, I mean, if you need to feel like you need a new look, hey, get your new look. I hate you. You know, you feel like you, hey, work for that promotion, put in some new job apps. So, yeah, bring good change in your life and keep doing what you need to do. So, but yeah, that's the way you're going to break out of black depression. Yes, sir. Talk to somebody about it. Handle your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, hopefully you enjoyed this uh, small journey with us. We're out in the Bahamas right now, chilling on the beach. I am in nobody's Bahamas. (laughs) Uh, I should be in the desert right now, if if you're listening. You will be. Let's begin into... I'm I'm in the desert. Let's begin into reality. They will be in Vegas, living life. Taking naps. Naps. Napping it up. Mm-hmm. Pooling. Yeah, you know, I ain't got it like your boy over here. Where Where are you going? Oh, man, I'm going to uh, Japan. Okay. Overseas and Overseas. what's not. Yep. You yeah. know. I'm about to be neck deep in some anime right now. I'm probably chilling. No, I'll probably be sleeping because California time and Tokyo time, they don't mesh together. Completely different day. Yeah. <laughs> So. Um, what you need to do though is go and give, bring me back one of them fake Supreme bags. Hey, come on, bro. Just might. If I can find some fake Yeezys out there, I might get some of that too. Oh, let me know how much they some are. Some red Octobers, like, bro. If you find some red Octobers, please bring me back some. Yo, I will cry, hey. even for fake ones. Because <laughs> Nike Kanye was still saying, was still saying he had his, he had his mind right. Yeah, no, bit. I don't, I don't really fuck with the Yeezy boots, but the Red Octobers. Yeah. To this day. <laughs> to this day. And I don't even like Kanye no more. <laughs> to this day. Uh, but yeah, oh, thank man. y'all for uh, tuning in. Yeah. As always, this is your girl Vanessa Danae. You can follow me on Twitter as well as Instagram at Danae Vanessa. I mean, excuse me, Danae underscore Vanessa. Oh dang. That's D A N. Oh, you really on vacation? Underscore V A H N E S S A. Uh, sir. <laughs> your boy's struggling over here. Hold on. Nah, nah, not struggling at all. So this is your boy Swoosh Knight. If you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter and the Instagram at swoosh underscore night, K-N-I-G-H-T, you know, Shining Army and all that, whatnot. Oh, wow. Holla at your boy. Those woes, they gotta go. Hey, I'm gonna come back with some new Bye. Moves. Anyways, um, follow our podcast page yes, sir. Uh, on IG. You can find us at love yours underscore podcast on Twitter. We are love yours underscore pod. 
Right. Um, hit us up in the DMs if you guys want to see or hear us talk about anything. Yeah. Um, Hashtag slide in these DMs. Peace. Jeremiah said send him some comments and whatnot in his DMs because he's going to be posting pictures from his trip. So he, yes, sir. he's uh, waiting for the thoughties. Matter uh, of fact, your boy is going to stack up on photos and lightweight my post for four or five weeks straight of japan pictures and then still pretend like he's out there so but it's not gonna be pretending if you just told everybody hey this is only uh keep, keep this between me and you all right anyways yeah between me and you stop it anyways yeah if you guys want to hear us talk about a certain you know topic if you want to just say hey if you have I guess this is going to be a new segment called Ask Nay. If you want to ask Nay something to get my opinion as well as your boy, Mr. Swoosh over here, uh, just go Swoosh. ahead and drop it in the DMs because it what what it goes down in the DM. Yes, yes, yes. Damn. They go down. Um, yeah. So you guys can uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, rate, review. All that, all that, get at us. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, bye. Bye. Wait, I got a new, another question. What? I'm just kidding. Oh, stupid. Love yours, the podcast. The podcast.